0: This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network.
1: Welcome to episode 36 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I'm Andy. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads.
0: All right here we go back and better than ever how you guys doing tonight excellent awesome awesome so we're here recording at uh at eddie's studio and on our table we have some pretty interesting artifacts we do. as decor tonight <laughs> so pat we, what's the we, story behind have... the green alien head on our table
1: okay we are um you'll have to check out our our website i'll, I'll post a picture of it up here but we are in the presence of I got to look up the name. I'm sorry. Uh, this is actually the mascot of the Millard North Marching Band flute section. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this week, the girls—or I shouldn't say the girls—the uh, band people yeah. are are uh, going through band camp. Band camp, and um, this is Zablo. Oh,
2: Zablo. hello,
1: Zablo. He looks Zablo. like a Zablo. He does. And she and does. And it's she basically does. the the kids have a uh, a special day every day during band camp, like a special dress-up day or a sure. theme day for, for band camp. And so there was one day this week, it was Area 51 day. Yes. And so what we have here is like a, a looks like a styrofoam mannequin head. Right. With the eyes painted black. Yep. So they almost look like alien eyes. Mm-hmm. And the face is all green. Yep. We've got like a hair scrunchie around its neck is kind of like a decoration. Yeah. And, and my favorite part is the little diamond nose ring. <laughs> was, in it a little alien. nose, but yes. it looks like a little alien. So uh, it's great. My daughter wanted me to bring it with with me tonight, so we could have it here. And uh, Zablo's give here. us inspiration on talking about all things paranormal.
2: Basically, the unofficial fourth host tonight. Of right. the show. I'm going to give Zablo
1: a sip of my beverage. Yeah. Pour one out for Zablo. our homie. <laughs> Pour one out for our Zablo. Then we have
2: a
0: ghost uh, kind of statue candle holder thing, and we have our uh, little. Paranormal gnome figurine as well, so we got an and interesting array of things up here.
1: Eddie, you got to tell us the story about the ghost too.
2: The ghost was gifted to us by power friend and listener Kim Garrison. She was like, "I love the I love the show so much. I want to give you something that's going to embody paranormal dads." And for her, it was this tea light ghost holder, which is so good
1: and it is awesome. And it's holding a tea light right now. It's
2: and he looks a little freaked out by it. He's scared of fire. <laughs> it, was
0: a, it was a good gift. <laughs> well, Incidentally, uh, Pat received a pair of uh panties in the mail from another uh fan it's <laughs> the next level man. just kidding yeah. just kidding but he does kind of have a cult following we've heard from some of the female listeners i don't know what it is they like <laughs> Pat's voice
2: there's this pat pleist like like fandom that's just yeah. on fire
1: and i i think i got some like uh, i don't know allergies or something going on i kind of have a, a raspy voice tonight almost a demi Moore sort of thing just like, adding more on. smolder <laughs>
2: <laughs> More like it wasn't already unfair enough. And now Pat's just <laughs> cruising on by us. Oh, it's okay, Andy. We got so, each other, buddy. That's all right, man. <laughs> well. Anyway, thanks for listening.
0: we're uh, gonna we're gonna we're gonna power on into the first segment, which is always uh recent sightings as a way of catching everyone up to speed on recent happenings around the paranormal world. So here we go.
2: All right, welcome to Recent Sightings. It's Eddie's turn to do this, and I'm very excited. Because this is less of a recent sighting and more of a recent kind of event, but still kind of on the on the radar. It's definitely mm-hmm. recent, though. It's, yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's modern day right now.
2: So
0: exciting. I, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself all week long
2: <laughs> leading up
0: to this, because it's such a funny recent happening. Yeah, so.
2: so anybody who maybe has paid attention to either social media, maybe even your local news, there's been a discussion or some um, um, development behind this uh, Facebook event called Let's Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us, basically. (laughs) I think the, the full name is like... Let storm area fifty one to see them aliens. They can't stop all of us. <laughs>
0: and it has how many people following this page now?
2: According to uh, what I've seen, there's like over five hundred thousand members of the page, but over a million people have said they're going to be
1: attending the event. And <laughs> Can you imagine a million people showing up in the desert and the storm? To storm. And probably w- still, even with a million people, it probably wouldn't be wise. Yeah. I'm sure they have quite a bit of firepower out there. I Dude, mean,
0: it's going to be like Woodstock
2: but with people wearing a bunch of foil right. hats. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very funny. Now to kind of start this off, it was started, it has been it, 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 as a joke. I mean, right. it's it's an entire like subculture of social media where the posts are made as a as a big giant joke. And right. but the idea being is we all know like you can it can be a joke, but some percentage of the people are still going to buy into it a hundred percent. So you'll have even if a million, you know, if you've got half of that, like we said, even if a quarter of a million people, you know think this is legit, then even still ten thousand people might show up.
1: five thousand? Well, I've heard the little alien, which is near uh, where area fifty one is. It's a little kind of, uh... Kitschy looking uh, bar and grill type place, but I think it's also a motel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it features an alien theme. That place is sold out for that weekend. Are you for real? From from what I've heard. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) It's in Rachel, Nevada, a little sleepy town of Rachel, Nevada. And, uh, yeah. And and some of the local people, even other motels, hotels around that area, they're just they're just cashing it in. I mean, yeah. they're like they're practically yeah. double booked. Yeah, and uh, you know, like you said, some people are going to show up and actually do it, and it's kind of that mentality of why you know, hundreds of wildebeest cross the African river at the same time, you know, cause the crocodiles can only get a couple of them. They're not yeah. going to catch everybody. Yeah. You can't <laughs> stop all of us, but <laughs> now <laughs> I think, I think the military guys will yeah. use some sonic blaster noise oh, thing to, to just drop everyone. At once. So,
2: so to kind of like address that right out of the yeah. gate, like, so what I've heard from what I've read too, is that this was actually like a music festival, or some sort of like festival that was kind of being advertised as let's storm area 51, ha ha ha. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of the things I've read. One of the other things I've read also is like, and I talked to a retired military buddy of mine and he's like, Oh, no one's in real danger, but like, they're going to use a bunch of what they call quote unquote non-lethal, you know, Bean bags and, yep. like you said, the Sonic the the ultra low frequency cannon that makes yeah. you poop your pants. It'll right. just drop you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, because they don't have enough bean bag guns uh-huh.
0: for everybody. So exactly, you know, they're just going to do a mass, the equivalent of taking a fire hose and just spraying everyone down at the same time? Right. Load I mean, up a
1: C one thirty airplane with a bunch of bean bags. Exactly. <laughs> start just drop them from the sky. <laughs> 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 pipi, 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 pipi.
2: Ow! (laughs) Owie! Uh, Now, and then one last kind of bit of serious thing before we get into the fun parts. Um, Bob Lazar, Mm -hmm. even Bob Lazar was concerned at this point. He was like, you know, listen. And there has been kind of this momentum being built up, this renewed interest in aliens, extraterrestrial activity. There's actually been more sightings recently, more reported sightings, especially from um, military pilots. So there's a lot of kind of legitimate um, extraterrestrial kind of interest and momentum happening. So that's kind of, you, you start tying in like notable figures like Bob Lazar. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't, uh, watched that documentary, I recommend actually listening to the Joe Rogan episode first. I think it was way better than the actual documentary. I'd I'd
1: agree with you there. I I listened to that and I also watched the Bob Lazar thing on Netflix. what do you think? uh, I, I did think the Rogan thing was more in depth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but if, if you don't know who we're talking about, Bob Lazar claims to have worked at a place, um, around, that, uh, around area 51, kind of a, uh, an off building right out on the facility. Uh, but he, he worked on alien craft and reverse engineering back in the the eighties yeah. and he has come out and said, said so.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of what he has had to say resonates as truthful. And people who, even people who analyze, like people who are trying to come up with a story or lie, have said, this guy, he's not lying. He's not lying. Nope. So even Bob Lazar has kind of lent his voice to this and has said, hey, everybody, don't do this for real. If it's a joke, that's one thing. I get it. Ha ha. But like, if you're seriously considering storming Area 51. Uh, first of all, they're it's not even storing stuff at Area Fifty One anymore. He goes, "If it's anywhere, it's inside the five miles into a mountain." You oh yeah, know? for yeah. sure.
1: Um, so or in Area Fifty Two, exactly, which is allegedly <laughs> yeah. in Colorado, Colorado, yeah. I believe. You know? Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's just if if you aren't supposed to find these aliens, you're not gonna really be able to, unless you have a sighting of your own. Please share those with the Paranormal Dads.
1: And so reaching out to the Paranormal Dads fans, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, we're, guys. We're not endorsing this event.
2: We love you too much <laughs> to see you get pelted with beanbags and get hit with a ULF gun and poop your pants. If you want to go to the
1: Alien and check out just People Watch, great. Do but it. don't don't step foot on that.
0: We don't have enough money to bail you out. Exactly. Not, 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 this, not everybody, at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: but if you are so inclined to go anyway, take photos. Put them on our Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not going to listen, you're not going to listen to us. (laughs) But wear a helmet, for Pete's sakes. We'll send you
1: a Paranormal Dad sticker.
2: (laughs) Oh, exactly. (laughs) Share your stories of beanbag pelting. Someone's just going to take a Paranormal Dad sticker and slap it an
0: inch over that line that
2: you're not supposed to cross. Yes, there's a picture of Paranormal Dad sticker with bullet holes next to it. (laughs) They're hauling him off the jail. Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Paranormal Dad's rules. (laughs) um so uh now for that that's all the psa stuff here's the fun stuff so it it has been done as a joke it's kind of like a big ha ha let's have fun with this and some of that stuff is just too funny to not share so if you Mm -hmm. want to have fun go online look this up but there is a quote-unquote battle plan that is at play right now (laughs) and i want to bring it up here and, and it literally has, I have one of the more simplistic <laughs> battle plans. It's like an aerial view of it, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Area an, 51. Yeah, it's, it's an aerial view of area, area 51, and it has three distinct factions of people. There's another one that has much more. Uh, this one just has three. Uh, one contingent is called the Kyles, and these Kyles are fueled with monster energy drink. And they're just going straight at it. That's the battle plan for the Kyles. Send in the Kyles. (laughs) They have rock throwers who are going to keep their distance and just huck rocks. (laughs) It's the equivalent of, like, archers keeping their distance, (laughs) shooting it at the castle from range. And then there's a whole other contingency called the Naruto Runners. And this shows you our (laughs) age here. There was a Japanese—I only know this because of my children and also because I'm a bit of a nerd— uh, there's a Japanese anime called Naruto, and there's this like pose they strike when they run, where they have like knife hands and they put them behind their bodies like in a straight line. Yeah. Picture like Barry Goldberg, but without like flailing. <laughs> okay. He's just holding his arm straight like a plane and just running forward. Yeah. That's basically Naruto running. It's like, so and fast, there's a streak behind you. Exactly, deal. you're blurring time and space.
1: Okay. That's kind of funny because most of these groups are all internet memes. It's, all internet, it's memes. all internet memes. Internet factions that my kids had to explain to me a bunch of them. The
2: Karens. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I'm glad it Kare- wasn't just me because the first time I peeked at it, I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Ex- they even, on the more complicated maps, they have a whole separate contingency called the Karens. And it's like, like the angry like the angry like suburban mom with like the mom haircut who wants to talk <laughs> to the manager. <laughs> That's the Karen. You go to Area 51 and ask to talk to the manager. i want to see the manager. Some
0: 6 foot 5 guy with a semi-automatic rifle <laughs> exactly. and ammo. Exactly. Who's your manager? So
2: so I thought in the benef- in the interest of this show, I would try to infiltrate the the Storm Area 51 Facebook group. Now to do this, it's not like paranormal dads. Paranormal dads, you can just follow us. <laughs>
1: Just follow us. Which feel, all free, feel free. It's fine. Like fun. us. Like us. Share.
2: Share us. It's easy. <laughs> and it's free. This is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> to Did you get denied? No, I may have been approved yet. I'll okay. keep you posted. <laughs> they, they have to consider my application. Oh my gosh. But the application consists of three questions. Okay. And I will share them with you now. And the Paranormal Dads, my, my friends and co-hosts, my paranormal brothers for life have not heard my answer to these questions. All right. The first question to join this group is, do you want to slap, do you want to clap alien cheeks? (laughs) (laughs) And my reply back was, those are the only cheeks I want to clap. (laughs) Well played, sir. Second question was, what is your occupation? Or if you're retired, what did you do before? I didn't feel the need to reveal this completely, so I put professional Bigfoot hunter by day, Amateur sandwich artist by night, (laughs) which is not necessarily a lie. Right. And finally, I put, the last question is, how serious are you about unveiling the truth? And I put, I would tell one million lies to reveal the truth. (laughs) They have to accept you, dude. Oh, we're going to see. <laughs> Where my application goes <laughs> to the Storm Area 51, I'll have to let you know well, if, you if I a, get in. If you need a letter of recommendation, yeah,
1: or yeah, reference, you never know. You know, have them give me a call.
2: Well, you'll know you'll know when you see me on the news when I'm leading the when I'm leading the Kyles. I'm like an honorary Kyle. I have like frosted tips.
1: I'll, I'll be with the dudes with the arms behind me. you will be the Naruto.
2: I'll, I'll be the. will be the Karen's. I'll be the rock oh, thrower. the rock throwers. Yeah, I'll just be throwing rocks. Um, maybe so a, I should be a
1: fur baby. What's oh, the fur, fur furries? Bun? The furry. Oh, that's
2: a whole different thing. Those <laughs> people who wear the heavy toe pajamas, the, the animal costumes, animal costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've all got our thing. Yeah, but yeah, sure. they were gonna send in the furries even and have them like try to attack the. The whole point of that attack plan was that you would distract them, and then the actual people wanted to sneak in the back. That was the attack plan (laughs) on that one. But it's a super fun little like I get it as a joke. It's hilarious. Yeah. As a real idea, you know what? You know what? Probably not so smart. But you know what? Maybe get your buddies, go to the alien, and just hang out and have a fun weekend. Have a few beers, yeah, a good time. Go tour the sites. Check out. Go go climb some rocks. Have a good time. But don't go trying to. You're going to get hit with a beanbag right yeah. in the mush. <laughs> <laughs> right in your cheeks. <laughs> right, in your, right in your aliens. You're know, clap those alien
0: cheeks. <laughs> well, and they have they have a lot of kind of tourist things in that area. They, they call it the extraterrestrial highway Yeah, right. that runs right through uh, Rachel, Nevada and kind of, you know, leads up to Area 51. I actually saw a YouTube video the other day, you know, with all this hype of, of uh, Storm Area 51. Uh, it was this, this tour company who kind of set up shop in in nevada there and they do they do tours for tourists you, you get come on board and they'll literally literally drive you right up to the line that you're not supposed to cross <laughs> oh wow and they'll tell you you know cool stories about the too much for pat even i saw his face he's like no man. but yeah <laughs> 100 but what, feet's too close for me so what happened is this guy was oh. distracted by one of his drive one of his passengers asking him a question this is a guy who's made this route a hundred oh, times no. he got he distracted he line. blew right through it <laughs> Going like sixty five, he's just barreling oh. towards Area Fifty One. He gets to a point where he doesn't really recognize the terrain, and he's like, "I haven't where? been this what? far, yeah, oh. I haven't been this far. Why doesn't anything look familiar?" And sure enough, they like within seconds they have like a, you know, a Hummer, or, you know, some military vehicle right on their tail. <laughs> Red dot on uh, gets forehead. out, guys get out, guns are guns are visible, guns are drawn. And <laughs> anyway, long story short, they took everyone out of the vehicle, uh, cited all of them for trespassing. Everyone, everyone was going to get like a. It was like a fine or $1,000 fine. Um, Anyway, long story short, lawyers got involved and dropped it so that the only person who was charged was the driver. Wow. Wow! Can you imagine? Like... With the guys like the camo dudes like back at base, like oh look at the gumption of
1: this guy, you know,
2: just <laughs> flying in like Con Air, and you know like, as soon it. as
1: they probably cut these people loose or whatever, they're laughing about it. Oh, oh yeah, they, you know they are because they got a story to tell their buddies. That's yeah.
2: crazy,
0: but just they, they s- must be thinking like this guy's nuts. Like he does not care. He's yeah. coming. He's coming yeah. full steam towards. We got the base. a live one here. That is
2: hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how scared that driver was when you see a oh, Humvee yeah. pull up next to you with oh. a gun.
0: Well, the the best thing was he had a dash cam going, so you can see the, the expression on their faces of all the passengers. And he's like, he's kind of this gentle soul, and he kind of gets out slowly and puts his hands in the air, and he's like, "My bad, my bad,
1: my fault, <laughs> my fault,
2: my
0: fault." Oh man! But dude, there's gonna be it's gonna be a whole happening there because well, again, September. Even a fraction of the people show up, it's gonna be a whole deal. You remember that um, movie mid '90s came out in '96 or '97? Jody Jody Foster, Matthew McConaughey, Contact, it's Contact, yeah. So in that movie, you know the whole hype of you know they're they're launching a vehicle to go, you know, uh, rub rub you know to fraternize and rub elbows with the uh, extraterrestrials, and it mm-hmm. c- creates this scene that's just like Woodstock. You have millions of people showing up, yeah, costumes, tinfoil hats. You have religious extremists protesting,
2: and yeah. it, it almost, I mean, that this might, is gonna be like yeah, the next closest be. thing. Guys, I have a real-time update. I just got in. <gasps> I'm in. You're you in? made I'm it in. in the group. Oh, The Closed group. Yeah, the closed group has 272,000 members. So I knew that like you you could say you're going, but to be in the group, you got to get like vetted, like you're like in. like what I did. So now I'm in.
1: You're in. I'm in. Oh, of Congratulations. course. They have
2: t-shirts. It literally has a picture of an alien that says they can't stop all of us. <laughs> That's kind of funny. We have to get one, dude. Right?
1: A buddy of mine at work uh, ordered some t-shirts and they're like these blue T-shirts, and it shows some people running or being abducted by aliens or something. And it says the uh, something about the Area Fifty-One Fun Run, yes. <laughs> <5K>. <laughs> oh, Yeah. five k. Oh yeah,
2: I remember that. Yeah. You uh, run a little bit faster with military guys yeah, on your I'm heels. Yeah, I'm sure you right? would. <laughs> and just just so you know, this thing is just full of like funny weird memes. That's really a lot of what this is. Yeah. There's a guy stretching getting ready to storm Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks funny. We have to get that shirt. We have to. <laughs> For sure. That'd be hilarious. You just see people getting beamed up the whole time. <laughs> if nothing
1: else, people are going to make a lot of money selling t-shirts over this thing.
2: Mm-hmm. that's what we should have done. Yeah. Should have making made, made a whole Bigfoot event. Well, that right. goes against the whole notion of Bigfoot. You don't want 200,000 people storming. Yeah. the He's going to be long gone before <laughs> yeah. anybody yeah. even gets to You're the You're not going to yeah. find Bigfoot that way. Yeah. No way. Hide and seek champion of the universe. Exactly. People have been looking forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that, hey, listen, you know what? Join that. See if you can get in on the group. Join it. It's a, it's a fun time. And uh, if you do decide to go just for fun, take some pictures. Sh- share them with us. Yeah. All right. Thank that, you, Eddie. That's a good one. It's time for Pop! Culture and the paranormal All
0: right, pop culture and the paranormal. I was up to bat for this one mm-hmm. and I thought, what's more pop culture than music? You know, so I hopped on to found this article, rollingstone.com, scariest songs of all time. Oh, mm either by the lyrics or the meaning behind it
2: or the story behind it. Um, so, Can I ask you one quick question? Please do. Was the hit song Eat Your Mother Alive by the heavy metal band Cerebral Hemorrhage <laughs> featured on that list? It should be. That's terrifying. <laughs> okay, good. Cerebral Hemorrhage? Yes. Wow, it's dark. It's not a real band. <laughs> What's it, it was a line oh gosh guys it was a line remember in the 80s there was that like that line of puppets where they were like doing parodies of famous people and they were really kind of ugly looking oh
1: yeah like uh atlantic confusion with the genesis exactly yeah.
2: but there was like a whole series of and they right. did this they did this comedic special of like ronald reagan and all these like famous people and they mm-hmm. were having like a fancy dinner and anyway there was a line in it where where the president at the time Excuse me, Ronald Reagan said that line. They were like, Hey, I got some music ready for you. Is it the is it the song Eat Your Mother Alive by the heavy metal band Cerebral Hemorrhage? <laughs> and that just stuck in my head. And so every so often, I just I just think about that.
1: I bet you Billy could come up with a lot of songs. Oh, I this. bet you Billy could.
2: You know, yeah, his band, he's got some good songs actually. Some horror punk. Who would Who would have thought? Oh, is this our fellow podcast arcade Billy? We're talking fellow about? podcast yeah. arcade member Billy Peck, uh, guest on Paranormal Dads, yeah. and he's hoping to actually come back on the show at some point. He wants to. Shop uh, share some Halloween knowledge with us, at well, some He's point, Welcome so. anytime. Doesn't he have skulls and pumpkins tattooed on his arms? Yes. So who better to share Halloween <laughs> I know, stories I than know. Billy? Exactly. Plus exactly. he can play
0: a mean guitar. He can. Yeah. So anyway,
2: yeah. Sorry, Andy.
0: No, Not, no, totally. We, no, good. We, <laughs> we digress. That's funny. Well, number and I'm just kind of each you know it's ten through one. Each one has just a little bit of a uh, paragraph worth of uh, explanation. So I'll read it. We'll discuss it. Number ten was a song by the Doors called "The End." Ooh. So Jim Morrison turned Greek tragedy into a bad psychedelic trip with his lengthy, wild, and spontaneous song called The End. The song has the band falling down in Oedipal rabbit hole. I butchered that word. Oedipal? 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 Let me see. O- o- Oedipal, but I don't know what that is. Is it... Never heard of that word before? I don't
1: know those words.
0: He <laughs> fell down a rabbit hole Ooh, of some kind. Go <laughs> down a hole! With some spoken word from the mysterious singer in its second half where a narrator threatens to uh, murder his father oh, snap. and do even <laughs> more unspeakable things to his mother. Not nice. I just not know nice. the
1: part that goes, this is the end.
2: That's that's how the song ends? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, I don't know. That's I, I'm dark. Not. It's the so doors. dark. I know that's part of the song. Oh, okay. So,
1: could sl- be the beginning. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: The song was worked on over a short period when the Doors were the house band at legendary venue Whiskey A Go Go and it eventually got them fired. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you can kind of see why, right? Number nine, Pink Floyd with the song Ah, Careful With That Axe, Eugene. Oh, (laughs) I thought Comfortably Numb.
2: That's a dark song.
1: Well, another really good Pink Floyd song, kind of eerie sounding, is The Machine. Ooh. Uh, That one was from, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the album, but it's it's the one where the guy's on fire. There's a there's two dudes shaking hands they're wearing business suits one of them's on fire yeah the other one's not
2: what was I wish um, you were here the album
1: was that the album i I, don't I, remember. I can't remember the title oh, well. but
0: I'd rather be awesome. the guy who's not on fire. <laughs> Actually, Eddie was on fire prior to recording. He reached over to take hand Pat something, got his uh, arm hair singed by the, the tea light on the, the ghost. I went, to, on the ghost. I,
2: I went to extend my, my, my apologies to Pat, and I got burned by the ghost. <laughs> I'll, I'll hurt myself to show Pat my love.
0: Eddie was burned at the stake. <laughs> I was. All right, so so number nine, Pink Floyd. Uh, Pink Floyd's famous 1968 B side is a perfect example of how delivery can incite more fear than the actual subject matter. In the song, David Gillimore whispers the song's title and only a few other lines between Roger Walters' maniacal, blood curdling screams Ooh. above the droning, hypnotic music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Dang, Floyd.
1: You know, if you ever want to just have a really
2: Uh-oh. dark
1: moment, listen to uh, Dark Side of the Moon in a completely dark room with it turned up real loud really oh it's awesome wow you gotta try it sometime okay i'm gonna do
2: this
0: (laughs) i heard that that album dark side of the moon still holds records because when it was released one of the songs on that album was in the top charts for like it was for like forever it was like for a year and a half Yeah, yeah it was insane so number eight uh black sabbath where to go? Black Sabbath with with a song called "War Pig." Yeah, <laughs> sounds really. Oh, war Pig. War Pig. Sounds uplifting.
1: You still hear that one on the radio. Yeah, "War
0: Pig" w- pigs, plural, is easily one of Black Sabbath's most recognizable songs and guitar riffs on the track. The band contemplates evil and war with imaginary uh, witchcraft and sorcery. The song was originally titled "Wall Purgis," uh, which is the name of the witch's Sabbath. Oh, it might be wow. Wall hmm. I might have mispronounced that. Not not familiar with the Witch Sabbath there. Sorry, Andy does not recognize. <laughs> yeah, I don't Witch recognize it as an official holiday. <laughs> yeah. uh, number seven, Alice Cooper with "Ballad of Dwight Fry." You guys familiar with this one? I'm not.
2: I know Alice Cooper, but I don't you may know have heard Ballad it. But... Of...
0: well, disturbing and depressing. The Ballad of Dwight Fry is a masterpiece of Alice Cooper's abilities to combine glam theatrics with hard rock to make something truly terrifying. White Fry is told from the perspective of a man trapped in a mental asylum, and the listener uh, only hears from him after a young girl asks his mother when her father will be coming home. Cooper's desperate screams of, I gotta get out of here, halfway through the song, make the track all the more haunting. Nice. Man. Dark stuff,
1: man. I'll have to go home and listen to all these songs.
0: Uh, Yeah, some of them are a little lesser known. Number six is one called Suicide. Uh, No, it's by Suicide. Uh, The song's called Frankie Teardrop. Hmm. Uh, Suicide's Frankie Teardrop uh, follows the 20-year-old title character from his job in the factory to his home, where he ends his wife's life um, and uh in the middle of a mental breakdown, uh, from his improv- impoverished life. Uh the sparse claustrophobic song is a nightmarish narrative made horrifying by Alan Vega's screams during the murderous climax. The song served as a significant inspiration for Bruce Springsteen's
1: Nebraska. Hmm. Oh, that's, huh. a, that's a good album, Nebraska. You guys ever hear that album?
2: No. I don't believe I have. Uh, but it's odd that that song was an inspiration <laughs> for one I mean. of Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Hmm. Well,
1: the the uh, Nebraska, I think it's the song. I think that's what the song is called. Uh, it's about Charles Starkweather, the murders in Nebraska. Oh,
2: Lordy. Yeah.
1: I didn't realize yeah. that.
2: My so. goodness. Anyway. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm not from the state though, so that's probably oh. why
0: I... At number five, we have Alice Cooper with a song called Steven. The character Stephen is at the center of Cooper's 1975 album, Welcome to My Nightmare. Hmm. He's either a child or a man with a child's mentality whose nightmares are explored over the songs. He appears over the course of several Cooper releases, but the song Steven is the eeriest exploration of the voices in his head. Oh, that's
2: two for Alice So that's Cooper.
0: two, yeah. Yeah, there's some repeat offenders on
2: <laughs> here for sure. Man, all I remember is Be My Frankenstein from Wayne's World. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's Millie Wauke. Millie Walkay, <laughs> Which is Algonquin for
2: The Good Land. The good. They look at each other like, what's going on? <laughs> We're not worthy.
1: <laughs>
0: um, number four, uh, Mike Oldfield with a song called Tubular Bells. Right, right. You know this one, Pat? That's,
1: yeah, that's... Uh, of course Pat isn't it? It's... Um, uh, what's the movie? Gosh. I should uh, it.
0: The Exorcist.
1: It says here. <gasps> okay. Yeah. The Tubular Ninth-
2: bells? Yeah.
1: Tubular D Tubular you, You'd deer. know it if you heard it. It's a Halloween song. Oh. It, it gets played every Halloween. Oh. Does it? it? Yeah, it's just like a, a music kind of thing. Okay. And, yeah. Gets, gets used a lot, huh? So it's not a surfing song.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> totally tubular. Dude, <laughs> well. found these bells, bro. <laughs> Righteous bells, bro. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says here,
0: the 1973 uh, Prague rock classic is a simple, moving piece of piano-driven music made terrifying by its usage. The opening piano notes of tubular bells was used in the iconic horror film The Exorcist, Man. giving the song a spooky new life within the same year of its release. Boogity, boogity. Wow. Boogity, boogity, indeed. Number three, we have The Beatles. Uh, uh, yeah, didn't think they'd make the list, uh, with a song called Revolution 9. Hmm. The avant-garde sound collage, uh, Revolution 9 was The Beatles' most e- experimental track and also, at over eight minutes, the longest track they ever officially released it had a dark place in history, having been deemed a source of inspiration for murderous cult leader Charles Manson, mm-hmm. who interpreted many of the Beatles' songs on the White Album as a prediction of an upcoming race war between black and white Americans. No bueno.
2: Man. Man. Man.
1: What a punk. Probably the Beatles' is trippiest album. The White Album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe some uh, mind-altering substances yeah, were I involved. I think they were were uh,
1: experimenting. Was that
2: yeah, the one with it, the walrus? Or no, that was a
1: different one, wasn't it? I'm not that sure. That, song, that, that song's lyrics make no Coo-coo-coo. sense. There <coughs> are they are yeah. weird. Uh,
2: I don't
0: know if that was one, but one of the Beatles songs I I kind of listened to a different podcast called Mysteries Abound, which was uh, talking about which I'd highly recommend, by the way. But it was talking about um, one of the Beatles songs they created purposely where the lyrics didn't make sense almost just like as a challenge to people who you know they're like
2: read into this yeah read into this and And there was no meaning and people
0: did of course they would number two we have blood rock with a song called (laughs) doa sounds (laughs) sounds really uplifting (laughs) uh enough said enough said (laughs) washed in gloom blood rocks doa is told from the perspective of someone who has just endured a plane crash Sirens play in the background as the narrator takes in the bloody scene around him.
1: Oh, nice.
2: I thought DOA stood for dumplings or anchovies. Really? <laughs> I, <was excited. laughs> I
1: was excited for it. I'd that. take dumplings every day. I'd take yeah. dumplings. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A I'm an anchovy man myself. But
0: you just ate sushi upstairs, so. I like the sushi. Yeah. Number one, drum roll, please. The most
2: scary, <laughs>
0: scariest song ever Black Sabbath with a song called Black Sabbath.
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Once described as metal's most evil track by Judas Priest, Rob Hallfield, Black Sabbath's uh, eponymous song launched heavy metal as a sinister news subgenre of hard rock. The spooky, terrifying song about Satan ending humanity was inspired by an ominous event experienced by Geezer Butler, who saw a shadowy figure lurking in his room after Ozzy Osbourne gave him a book on witchcraft. The book was gone the next day. So, there you go. Black Sabbath, uh, (laughs) Blood Rock. I mean, there's... there's... When
1: Ozzy Osbourne gives you a book about witchcraft, you know you're in for an interesting night. You know you've made it. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be an interesting night.
0: Well, uh, anyway, so happy listening, everybody. Wow. Uh, t- turn the lights down low, play some of those songs, and uh, you play. might need a Prozac afterwards. But Play uh, some Don't Worry, Be
2: Happy. <laughs> <won't>. <laughs> For real. <laughs> let's, let's quick balance this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: So there you go. Uh, paranormal, some paranormal music. Uh, went to a real dark place. Might want to cancel that out, by some cartoons and sunshine rainbows and
1: unicorns. Shiny happy people. <gasps>
2: little R.E.M.
0: So up next, we got the main mystery, and Pat has something lined up for us, don't you, buddy? Oh, it's coming. I'm excited. excited. Here we go. Right after this. From the opulence and excess of Beverly Hills to luxurious destinations around the globe, it's time to rub shoulders with the privileged and successful among us, as Paranormal Dads now offers you a look into the paranormal lifestyles of the rich and famous.
1: In 1976, while recording his signature album, Bat Out of Hell, Meatloaf had a supernatural experience at the Woodstock, New York house he was staying in with songwriter Jim Steinman and producer Todd Rundgren. The singer-actor was in his room when he saw a blonde girl in a white dress. Thinking it was a fan of Rundgren's, he went downstairs and told the guys, there's a groupie up on the balcony. They responded, how would she get up there? There's no stairs on the balcony. Everyone went up and there was no one there. Soon after, Meat claims to have had a second encounter, this time with an entity that slammed closet doors and ripped covers off his bed. Out of fright, Meatloaf popped a bunch of Styman sleeping pills, causing an overdose. Obviously, he survived, and went on to record his best-selling album. The rock star also encountered a ghost in a London hotel. He claims it came through a wall and stood at the edge of his bed. He travels with a K2 meter device to try to communicate with the spirits when they appear. He's also appeared on the show Ghost Hunters, and was featured on an episode of the Lifetime Movie Network show The Haunting of Meatloaf. Even his 2006 music videos featuring singer Marion Raven, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, is an emotional tale of a man haunted by his love who passed in a car crash. For the paranormal dads I'm Pat, and this has been another paranormal lifestyles of the rich and famous.
0: And now it's time for the main
1: mystery. <laughs> Okay, boys, we're gonna put the keys in the ignition, fire up the cryptid bus. Yes. We're going on a road trip. Yes, I'm gonna prank my hat backwards. Cross country, <laughs> woohoo! We're going to California first. Oh, California, yay! And we're going to explore the mysteries of Yosemite National Park. Ooh, man! So Yosemite <laughs> is located in uh, the western Sierra Nevada mountains of Northern California. Features a great valley, the strength of granite, you know, granite mountains, the power of glaciers. It's full of life and the tranquility of the high Sierra. But it's also home to curses, vanishings, and strange paranormal mysteries.
2: Sounds like our kind of place.
1: <laughs> so Yosemite's been registered as a World Heritage Site and draws about four to five million visitors every year. Wow. Dang. From every corner of the, the world. Um, and it's,, um, some of the strange tales and ominous curses and deaths and vanishings can uh, revolve around the gorgeous locales located in the in the park. So it's hauntingly beautiful, but at the same time, you you wonder, you know, is there something else here? Yeah. Is there more to this place than, well, than I was thinking?
0: You can almost connect the dots. It's hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. So you have people <laughs> going up to the canyon edge, taking selfies, falling ah. in, and then it becomes haunted. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So, so here, here's the first story I was gonna, gonna cover. Uh, it's about a a guy, 26 year old Christopher Thompson. He claims that during one camping trip to the park, while out getting firewood, he spied an old native american man standing by his tent now the visitor wore some sort of bell around his neck that rang out every time he moved and the mysterious man allegedly asked thompson for a ride out to the main road because he had gotten lost Hmm. so he uh said sure i'll give you a ride he put he uh when they reached the truck the the, the old man wanted, insisted on sitting in the back seat, which right there you got to be thinking. Right? Something's not right here. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. So picture them driving up the road, and um, Thompson would catch a glimpse of this guy in, in his back seat, and he was swaying back and forth and muttering some sort of chant in, in almost an alien language. Oh, boy. After this, uh, Thompson kind of panicked, so he just drove straight to the ranger's office uh, where he reported uh, the whole encounter. Uh, He'd later find out that the mysterious figure had left something rather odd in his back seat in the form of an animal skin pouch. Um, It was found to contain strange stones and herbs uh, that many locals informed him were cursed. So Thompson would say, I'm still haunted by dreams to this day where I'm paralyzed and I can still hear him muttering that chant.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's not good.
1: So he uh, apparently it sounds like he, he dropped the guy off on the road and then he went to the ranger's office and said, hey, OK, this guy's a kook out here. And he left him a little. And that's where he found all the, the, the little present little, in the back a little, seat,
2: A little care package of cursed items.
0: It's a lesson learned. Don't be an Uber driver out in the middle. <laughs>
1: of well, nowhere hey, man, get some... in
2: the car. What's the worst that could happen?
1: And that's the thing. You know, if the guy's trying to be a nice guy, give him yeah. a ride. And what do you do? He gives him a curse. Dude. <laughs> Come
2: on. Man. Bad form. But uh, <laughs> thanks for the ride. Here's a curse. <laughs> 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 Psych. I'm a jerk. <laughs>
1: one one of the, the biggest mysteries uh, with the Yosemite it's actually kind of a sad story. It's, about a, it's a true story about dis, a disappearance of a 14-year-old named Stacey Ann Aris. This is probably the most discussed disappearance out there, and it's almost taken on like a paranormal aura about it. The story goes that Stacey and her church group, on the afternoon of July seventeenth, nineteen 1981, they went on a camping trip with her father and six others at the Sunrise Sierra Camp the camp sits 9,400 feet above sea level, and is known for being the final stop in Yosemite's Mountain Chalet Loop, which is sounds like it's it's like kind of a touristy, yeah. very posh kind of place to stay in the park. Um,
2: Anytime it ends in a T and you don't
1: pronounce it, it's fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. So, it's,
2: Eddie's life advice right there. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't have a T, it's fancy. If it has a T, but you don't pronounce it, it's fancy. <laughs>
1: Woohoo! So, Eris and her father. Uh, she told her father that she wanted to go take a, a photograph down by this lake, and it wasn't terribly far. Uh, it was just over this bluff, and so Dad's like, "Yeah, you go on ahead. I'm going to stay here, drink a beer. I'm, I'm, I'm good.
2: Solid dad move.
1: I'm not sure if he said drink a beer. Well, just, you know." I'm improvising here. I get it. So, <laughs> I'm there. But there was a 77 year old man who volunteered to go with her and accompany her on this little this little jaunt down the hill. Um, so they went down there, and at some point, the, the the elderly man grew tired, and so he sat down to rest. And Stacy w- went on ahead. She wanted her picture. Um, and back at the camp, uh, the, the group's tour guide could could see where they were and the people were still kind of watching them eventually though uh, Stacy disappears into the trees mm. you know on her horse um, and she was never seen again Ugh. the last person who saw them was uh, a person of on their group she said they, they saw her standing on a rock about 50 yards from south of the trail and um, you know she just disappeared they looked Used helicopters and searched for her for you know days, weeks, and eventually the search was called off. Never found a trace of her.
0: Well, did she say she was on a horse. Yeah, well, it makes yeah. me wonder if they ever found the horse. Well, I would assume
1: they probably found the horse. Horse turns up. So uh, the only thing they found was a camera lens belonging to the to old her man camera. Well, he 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 He's went tripping. part way, and and then he he came back he's like you the know. dad was right this is exhausting yeah. I'm going back yeah <laughs> That's weird. so they just saw her go down into the trees and they n- never saw her again never no trace no There, there's an author uh, his name is David Paul- Paulides he's a cryptozoologist yes. and uh, an author on mysterious vanishings uh, with in particular his books focus on disappearances that have occurred within the national parks and he says it's really odd when he's trying to interview park rangers and people about this case they're very tight-lipped they don't really give him anything to go on Hmm. almost like it's almost a cover-up and i think that's where a lot of people are jumping on this is Hmm. saying that there's something more going on here and you know the the government's not telling us everything about everything there Hmm. is to know about she saw some hidden civilization man i'm telling you right now (laughs) just
2: went for hollow earth entrance
0: Hmm. so Park Rangers here, I mean, they're they're kind of involved with uh, all sorts of weird cases, weird creature sightings, disappearances. Um, several, ep- several episodes ago, uh, our main mystery was uh, Scariest Tales from Park Rangers. Yeah. Remember that one? of right. uh, Just odd occurrences and things that they see being kind of first responders in a way. So...
1: And then the uh, the steps in the in the middle <laughs> of the woods, yeah, I was in that, that go episode. nowhere. We yeah. got a
2: lot of feedback from that too about yeah. the stairs. People have That's seen weird. some of those. It things. In kind of catching you
0: up to speed, if you missed that one, it was just park rangers and helicopter pilots, first responders out in the middle of absolute nowhere wilderness. Uh, apparently, it's a thing that they'll they'll look down and they'll spot staircases, mm-hmm. either wooden or cement, stone, concrete, just staircases that lead. From the ground, ten feet up into the air, and lead absolutely nowhere. Almost, there's no house. There's no structure. It's just a, a staircase for no reason in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if they have those near the Sierra Nevada mountain range, but <laughs> yeah, that's that is odd. Like where, where could she have gone? Where I mean, it's it's without a trace.
2: That's the yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. No all they screen, found, nobody, no Yeah, just just the camera lens is all they ever found. Where's the camera? You yeah. know, it slipped into <laughs> just a the portal. lens.
0: She slip into a portal somewhere
1: yeah that's weird i'm a proponent of the portals
2: yeah <laughs> they're perplexing
1: <laughs> one of the most dramatic natural features in yosemite going moving along in our tour is Tenaya canyon uh, Tanea Creek flows through this feature and the national park service strongly warns against the 10 mile hike all the way through this Canyon. Hmm. It's tricky to navigate the rough terrain includes mandatory swims and dangerous climbs. Plus the numerous waterfalls and slippery glacier polished granite rock
2: Whoa.
1: makes it downright dangerous even for experienced hikers. And so, uh, adding to the notoriety of this canyon is a legendary curse Oh boy! and now the story holds that back in 1850s chief Tanea of the Owa, Owa, okay, I'm going to get this go out. for it Owanichi tribe placed, th- placed the curse on the canyon as revenge for the death of his son at the hands of a battalion of soldiers mm. uh, the troops were sent by the state of California to relocate the tribe and uh, of course it, the confrontation Uh, became bloody and um park rangers sometimes refer to naya canyon as the bermuda triangle of yosemite as hikers brave enough to attempt the canyon are known to disappear and so the the legend is the 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 chief put a curse on this area of land and ever since then people have been dying uh being injured disappearing all kinds of crazy that's stuff that's like the right? perfect storm
0: you have you have bloodshed you have a native american curse you have rough terrain that's yeah 10 miles i mean that's 10 a mile walk a on the flat surface paranormal
2: is,
1: they've they even reported shadow, shadowy apparitions in this area as well which kind of raises the stakes of i feel of like the paranormal
2: i feel like when you got a spot like that that's been like laid down a like to the point where a person's like, you know what? I curse this place. I just I wouldn't go. No, yeah. I wouldn't go.
1: So I'm done. Moving on in our tour, we go to the Awani Hotel, and the Awani is one of the most historic and luxurious hotels in Yosemite. It's home to a few occasional guests who visit from beyond the grave as well. Hey. Mary Curry Treseter was a woman who was. Uh, crucial to the development of the hotel, and lived in an apartment in the hotel's sixth floor until her death in the 1970s. So ever since her passing, apparitions and strange activity have been reported on the floor. The funny thing is, a lot of it is more kind of not so much frightening as it is people being tucked in. Oh, oh. by spirits! Oh, um, nice. As nice they and cozy, sleep, huh? their clothes are folded. Oh. Um, th- you know they might misplace items around rooms. At times, they have heard a voice calling out for guests. Oh, so um,
2: man, I want ghosts doing my laundry. Yeah, really, really. Come what on. kind of
0: tip do they expect from that? You yeah, know, leave I know. Them a five dollar bill on your bed. <laughs> leave a mint on your pillowcase, and you you think the ghost in the morning. Well, check go- this ghost one ghost out. Pepper. Yeah, <laughs>
2: ghost pepper. Is they like spicy things.
1: One of the most famous people who stayed in this hotel was John F. Kennedy, and people claim that the ghost of John F. Kennedy likes to show up from time to time. He stayed on the third floor during the 1962 visit to the park, and he was brought a rocking chair to alleviate some of his back pain. To this day, some guests report seeing a phantom rocking chair on the floor out of the corner of their eye.
0: So, JFK was assassinated in Dallas? 63.
1: In, in Dallas. Dallas? Yep.
0: So I I think the reach in here <laughs> the ghost of JFK is gonna go all the way there to sit in a rocking chair. Unless he really, <laughs> really liked it. Maybe that he spot. really liked He's it like this is heaven, man. Yeah, it could be. I don't know.
1: Or where's JFK? He's always Kenny Bunkport is where all the Kennedys used to Yeah, hang that's, out. In that's, be right. that's in Massachusetts, right? That's in there.
0: <laughs> but that's her claim to fame, is that he stayed there and he, he, he loved it so much that his ghost still frequents there,
1: eh? Yeah, and and even though they're there these are probably two of the most well-known hotel phantoms there um <clears throat> excuse me the entire premise premises has provided their fair share of accounts uh strange noises disembodied footsteps apparitions um all all over the place so, standard fare for Andy. Yeah. <laughs> he's
2: just nodding away yeah, yeah. That's, that's used yeah, to yep yeah,
0: yep yeah. check check yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. and apparently also the hotel was uh an inspiration for Stanley Kubrick and his classic horror film The Shining. So mm. so the hotel in The Shining was kind of based on this this hotel. Yeah.
0: And and the Stanley Hotels in uh, Estes Park, Colorado. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. just hit if you're going to go on a road trip of haunted hotels, you know, hit that and then just keep going keep further going. west into the Sierra Nevada area and there you go. Yeah.
1: We can't go out of the wilderness without mentioning our friends, the cryptids, right? Yes. Right. So plenty of squash sightings, uh, in Yosemite. Um, and then also a group that we've talked about actually earlier tonight, uh, not on the show, but before the show, our friends, the, uh, the night crawlers, yes, uh, were first spotted by on a, uh, a camera in Yosemite national park. Yes. So the night crawlers, you know, we've talked about them a few times. They look kind of like, a pair of walking pants. Hammer pants. You know, hammer pants. Yeah,
0: no no upper body, no torso, not even a head really. It's just kind like of two, a head though. It's is like a little a, bit of a head?
1: Yeah. yeah maybe like, a little bit of a head. It's just
2: basically two long legs. With a head on top. Walking. Yeah. They're it's
1: just z- walking.
2: It's like Zorbuck over here. What was the alien's name again? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> don't put me on the spot. Crab Zorbuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: on but like with a pair of just legs. So like head, tiny head. And, and then, legs. like a baggy pair of looking legs. So, that was
0: the first sighting was out in that area, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, there was another spot. I don't know if it was another spot in Colorado or if there was another spot in California. It was Fresno, I believe. They, they were also. Yeah, Fresno. Hensonville. Yeah. yeah, the Fresno Night crawlers. So, yeah. so anyway, we're going to move along, get back on the cryptid bus, and drive a little further south. We're going to the Grand Canyon National Ooh. Park. We're on the Great
2: Big Convoy. Grand Canyon. <laughs>
1: Paranormal. So Grand Canyon is 277 miles long, 18 miles wide, Jeez. and a mile deep. It's a big place, and it's got plenty of paranormal stuff attached to it. One of the things that it's most known for as far as deaths in the canyon are airplane crashes. Oh, believe really? It it's I didn't the number know that. one really? cause of death the in the Grand is. Canyon are the airplane crashes. How is that? Probably because there's so many... I don't know if they'd be inexperienced pilots but so many um just helicopters and and Does
2: lift change as they get over the canyon? Is that Oh, of, I
1: would imagine so. Yeah. And it and just the heat the airflow. too. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um
0: Yeah, good point. I mean, if you're going to learn, I mean, if you're just an amateur pilot, I mean, it's so beautiful. I mean, maybe they're distracted, maybe it's a wind currents coming out of the and canyon. And it's a
2: mile deep. I mean, I can't imagine the air pressure's got to be a little bit different from yeah. I don't know.
1: But, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, where some of these spirits and ghosts and things, you know, with all this death in the canyon, there, there's been over 770 deaths in and around the canyon recorded, and they estimate there's probably many, many more. But I kind of got turned on to this when my family and I went down to the mm-hmm. canyon, and we were actually on our way out of the park. We stopped at a gift shop, and they were featuring this book. The book is called Over the Edge, and it's about all the deaths that have occurred in the Grand Canyon. And this book is probably like four inches thick. And so you
0: can listen, to, you can read that as you're listening to the top 10 scariest songs of all time. Right. Go for it. Yeah, and then you need some serious therapy.
1: And it, it was just one of those things, I couldn't walk away from it. It's like, I got to get this book. So we bought it, and as we're driving back to Nebraska from the Grand Canyon, it's it's just full of short stories about people dying in the Grand Canyon. Wow. And, and, you know, the kids were old enough that, you know, it wasn't too morbid. They got the... But, but uh, and we kind of, you know, screened some of them. But uh, just really amazing stories of how, I mean, there were murders here, drownings in the river, people falling off rocks, people having heart attacks. It's just... You know, just a very (laughs) very dangerous place.
0: Reading about all these people falling over the edge, were you happy that you were driving back to Nebraska that's flat as can be? Exactly, yeah. No mountains here. It's
1: like, I would not have gone near that rim if I had seen this book when we were coming into the park rather than when we were leaving. But, you know, just so many stories. And when we were there that week, two people had died that week. What? Uh, You know, people taking, they, they go over the railing Take selfies. You know, signs everywhere. Don't cross the railing. They're taking selfies, not paying attention to what they're doing. Fall off a sheer cliff. And, you know, that's and it. And you're
2: falling a mile. Yeah.
1: Down.
2: And it's on a sheer drop. <laughs> In many drop. cases, you're you know, at least a couple hundred Ooh, feet at times. Sorry,
1: time. Andy. So, yeah so
0: I, I need a teddy bear to hold or something i don't do heights man don't they have that walkway now that's see-through plexiglass or something that you can? yeah walk at one point
1: the... yeah you can actually walk out over the canyon at, at one point we didn't get to see that but uh is yeah, there a hole there. so that when you pee yourself <laughs> i was you gonna go... say,
0: they better have a drain
2: on that <laughs> yeah, thing there's a drain
1: so so let's talk about um some of the the legends here um The the Masa, a Hopi god described as the keeper of death, is said to live in a particular region of the canyon. Right, right. And if you see strange lights coming towards you from deep in the canyon at night, or if you hear a tapping sound like rocks tapping against each other, be aware, Masa may just be after you. Visitors reportedly experience nausea and anxiety and are more prone to accidents in this region of the canyon. I'm having anxiety right now. <laughs> that scares me already. He's the keeper of death.
0: The keeper of death. Put that on your business card. What's your title, sir? I'm the keeper of death.
1: So uh-uh. here's an, here's another weird thing. The Jordan-Kincaid Egyptian Artifact Controversy. So on April 5th, 1909, the Arizona Gazette ran a multi-page story on Smithsonian archaeologists S.A. Jordan and G.E. Kincaid, who had unearthed a secret tunnel containing numerous Egyptian artifacts, including mummified remains, inside the canyon. What? They found it? Yeah, so Asian-influenced items were also discovered, including a statue of a sitting figure not unlike a Buddha. The thing is, the Smithsonian Institute fully denies not only the existence of such artifacts, but also the existence of the supposed archaeologists, Jordan and Kincaid. While it's highly likely the Gazette merely published a late April Fool's Day hoax, conspiracy theorists theorize the Smith- S- Smithsonian is covering up evidence of ancient civilizations uh, not in line with our current accepted history and that likely aliens and or lizard people are involved. I'm with it. I'm on <laughs> the bus.
2: <laughs> nope. blame, blame the lizard people. 100%. <laughs>
1: um, another, you know, going back to our cryptids, the Mog- Mogolon monster, M O G O. L-L-O-N, Mogolan monster, was born in the Grand Canyon. So he's te- technically a staple of the Mogolan Rim area of Arizona. The aptly named Bigfoot-like creature made his first appearance near the Grand Canyon in 1903. The monster was described by Arizona Republic writer L.W. Stevens as such. It had long white hair, a matted beard that reached to his knees, it wore no clothing, and upon his talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. It also had a s- coat of gray hair, nearly covered his body, um, with here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. So, kind it of a, sounds like me in the morning. Sounds like Pat. <laughs> it sounds like,
0: it's almost like an old prospector with mange, is what it was. That's great white. They that's, come it, from a gold. That's weird, though. Kind of in the.
2: That sounds like yeah, not quite like, 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 a bigfoot, like a bigfoot, especially yeah. with the
1: the long yeah. fingernails. Yeah. You know, you usually don't hear that about a, a squatch.
2: It sounds like more like the, um, what am I thinking of? The, um, uh, wolfman. The, oh, there's a no, there's a name for it that was a, It's creepy sounding. It'll it'll hit me later. Wendigo. No, not the Wendigo. But you start on, naming <laughs> off <everything laughs> Start rattling right off. <laughs> start going for it. But uh, the white
0: hair is weird. It's, it almost makes me think of like a yeti. Unless it wasn't, unless it was just like, you know, grayish hair from age. Maybe it was an old Bigfoot. Baba Yaga. Baba, Baba Yaga.
2: Yaga. Yeah, that like is a hairy, clawed, kind of like witchy-looking goblin thing.
1: Huh. So, uh, yeah, that witness, Stevens, he also claimed to have observed the monster kill and drink the blood of two cougars, uh, and then let out an unearthly scream. Whoa, so this is all... pretty awful. wild.
0: Just... Like a human juice box, huh? Ooh, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm get that me straw. A, I'm have
2: me a cougar Capri Sun here. Capri. <laughs> yeah, you know this this part of the world just sounds like it is a magnet yeah. for this sort of thing. I wonder what it is about it, other than the fact that it's a you know a gigantic trench. Not to belittle what it is, but it's just like it's it's a it's a pocket of just a hotbed,
1: mm-hmm. and and. You kind of think about the terrain too, at least for someone like me who grew up in the Midwest with with green grass and trees and stuff. You you drive out to Utah and Arizona and places like that, and it, it looks like an alien world to me. You yeah. know I've, I'm not used to the desert and the way the desert looks. It looks totally different, you know. And that there's almost a mystique about that, you know, especially yeah. people that yeah. weren't grown, didn't grow up in areas like that. Yeah. It gets to your imagination. Oh, it's a
2: it's a fire. I mean, I was same thing. I had the same thought when I was in uh, Las Vegas. We went out into the desert of Nevada and just kind of hiked around and checked things out. And as the sun is setting, you're just like, this is where, like you know, ghouls live. I mean, your your brain just like just grabs it and runs with it. But it's it's crazy because there's stories to back all this stuff up too. Yeah,
1: and it's not just you know one thing. It's UFOs. It's cryptids. It's ghosts. It's you know all of that. Strange yeah. stuff.
0: All steeped in Native American lore, you mm-hmm. know. Plus, you have tourists, you know, galore. So, you know, I think that just adds some funky vibes and energy to the mix. Yeah, of you a place have a lot of different
2: people from a lot of different places.
0: Yeah, just a lot of different personalities leaving their mark, uh, which could, you know, disturb the land or some of the spirits who live there. But, yep. I mean, you're right, Eddie. You get out there, and it's like, as, as the sun's, you know, kind of setting, it's it's about as close to, like, a Martian landscape as you, as you might see mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, here on earth, but, um, it's high on the list of high on my bucket list to see the grand Canyon. I just keep my fingers crossed. Maybe I'll, you know, see a, <laughs> a dog man or a, or a Bigfoot <laughs> or a alien or something while I'm out there now, as well.
2: I'm imagining they do like, you can camp there, correct? You can get a oh, cabin. Yeah. Or yeah. Camp there's, out. A,
1: there's numerous camp campsites around the Canyon and then you can even hike down into the Canyon and there's places to camp as well. We are doing this. Hey,
0: you know what you can do? You can That's do, a bucket list for us. You can get on the back of an ass and they do donkey yeah, tours yeah. right through the canyon.
1: Hey the you, Brady Bunch did that. There you go. The Brady Bunch <laughs> did good enough for me.
2: Yeah. Well, you know I need a I need a particularly large Ass. Because you like big, big butts, butts, and I, can I cannot, cannot lie. lie. <laughs> you other butts can't deny. With a paranormal. De- <laughs> 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 um, we'll and we just have up. to be
1: sure we bring our glow sticks. Oh, <laughs> glow sticks. <laughs> glow sticks!
0: <laughs> You'd have to bring glow sticks to the desert, man, because it, when it's dark there, it is dark. Yeah. Yeah, it it can start
1: quick, too. That's
2: right, man. Where's the chalets? <laughs> yeah, you Get a rave going with some aliens there. <laughs> Alien rave
0: chalet. Oh, you know, there's going to be a rave at the Storm Area 51 thing, too. Oh, oh yeah. man. You
2: bet that's going to be fun.
0: Now that those people need uh, mind-altering drugs to have a good time, they're already weird enough as
2: it is. <laughs> Their life is a mind-altering drug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, boys. It's getting late, so we got to wrap this light. one. Speaking up. of the
2: sun setting, it is down, <laughs> yeah, gone. Uh, hey, we'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't want to put it out to our our listeners, fans, friends, family that we're going to be doing the. Uh, second, really, uh, paranormal dads live, but for the first time at Scooter's Coffee here in Omaha, Nebraska, located at 156 and Pacific Streets. On set, help me out here, guys. It's Friday, August 23rd. Thank you, my there brain almost
0: died. And it starts at 7:30. Yes. And uh, the the Scooter's locale, the owners are kind enough that they're even making our own personal menu. What are we gonna have there? We're gonna oh, have. Quick
2: correction. It's seven. To eight thirty. Seven to eight thirty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. On August 23rd. Thank you, Eddie. Yep.
2: Special coffees uh, that are going to be the Loch Ness Latte, the Bigfoot Brew, and the Cryptid Cappuccino, I believe. Oh, the nice. three <laughs> uh, the special Paranormal Dads themed coffee drinks.
0: It is a free event, family friendly. Uh, we're gonna have some uh, giveaways some prizes we're gonna have a donation jar for those feeling generous you'll be able to buy uh, order uh, order t-shirts and you'll gas able... for the cryptid bus <laughs> <And> some... <laughs> 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 put some gas in this cryptid bus that's right so it'd be awesome we're gonna be uh uh talking about some really cool topics that we're keeping uh under lock and key for the yes, moment super but secret yeah it's gonna be fun get all come get all caffeinated listen to some of our kooky tales and we'll probably do a QA session with the audience so attendees can share some of their own weird happenings
2: and experiences. And if you can't make it, we'll be recording it as an episode as well, so you'll be not left out on the fun. But if you can make it, you probably want to get down there. It'll be a good time. It will be. That's right. Be sure to leave us a good
0: review on uh, everywhere where you leave your uh, podcast reviews. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Uh, Our website's ParanormalDads at ParanormalDads.com. Email address, paranormaldads at gmail.com. And we do read all of our comments. We read every email. We respond uh, to as many as we can. Very, very uh, interactive, and we like to engage with our listeners. So thank you for listening. And if you go to the Grand Canyon, be careful. If you go to Area 51, be even more careful. <laughs> yes, just be careful. <laughs> it's a jungle <laughs> you out see there.
2: some stairwells in the middle of nowhere, don't go
0: up
1: Don't them. go up those stairs. Just take
2: a picture. All right,
1: Send guys.
0: All right. Have a good night, everyone.
1: Thank you, everybody.
2: See ya. I do that? I think it just, if you go to send money, I think it lets you scan. Oh, scan code. Yep. Get started.
1: I Access my camera. A life of truth. I've traveled each. <gasps> <anymore. laughs>
2: it's magic. It's magical. Money. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah! I like got candle burn, dude. I ah. the I was like, "Pat, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: it's a third
1: degree burn. What I get? Are you okay?
0: That's main mystery today. Eddie
1: got burned Eddie got
0: burn- <laughs> at the stake.
1: This is what we get when we spill paint in the garage. <laughs>
0: was the
2: panties too much? No, was like, that was we need to edit that? I'm out. like, I did. No. Really? I think it's fine.
1: I didn't check the mail today.
2: That's not, you know, it's. That's an outtake. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Um,
1: Do you know something I don't?
2: Why I, is Andy going through <laughs> my mail? <laughs>